I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. Today, I would like to offer a brief reflection as we celebrate Juneteenth. I've selected a portion of scripture that comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter, verses 46 to 48. The word of the Lord reads in this way. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. If I could put a title on today's reflection, it would be this. Our voices will not be quieted. Silence is not in our DNA. So the text that I read, coming from the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter, brings a relevant question to mind, which is simply, what can we draw from this ancient story about a blind man that thematically intersects with our celebration of Juneteenth. Well, I'm glad you asked. In the scripture, this selected passage of scripture, we find Jesus walking with his disciples and encountering a blind man sitting on the side of the road begging. His name is Bartimaeus. But there's more for us to unpack about this blind man. So what I see in this story, in reference to Bartimaeus, I see his condition. We're introduced to him in a way that accentuates his suffering. Not only is he blind, but he is also poor. He can't see and he has little money, if any. He was excluded from the workforce. He certainly had no health care. He was unable to benefit from a society that he was born into. He was marginalized, trying to survive in a system in which he was the unwanted the unloved. He was the outcast. He was a desperate man sitting on the side of the road with his coat spread out so that people could pass by and drop a few coins on it. Now, not only was he blind and poor, he was most likely told by the misguided religious leaders that his blindness and his poverty was God's judgment against him. They may have told him that his condition was because of the sins of his ancestors or because of his own sin. And because of his condition, he wasn't welcomed by the faith community. As a matter of fact, he was excluded from participating in the rituals of the religious community. Justice was absent from his life. His 
lived experience included the embodiment of trauma that comes with the absence of justice. And in some ways, this man, sitting on the side of the road, unable to see and begging is a picture of all of us. Because the absence of justice is harmful to everyone. But as blind Bartimaeus sat there begging, he heard a commotion. He heard the noise of the people approaching in great numbers. He felt the energy of the crowd. Now he had heard a lot about Jesus as the miracle worker who raised the dead, fed the poor, healed the sick and gave sight to the blind. His innermost desire was to get to be with Jesus. And as he heard the noise of the crowds, I can imagine that he was saying to himself, could this be Jesus coming? Is justice finally coming my way? So we briefly looked at his condition and now we get to see his cry for justice. The Bible says that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now he may have been blind and poor, but within his heart, he had a hopeful expectation of justice finally coming into his life. And he cried out to Jesus for justice in his life. And guess what? The Bible says that as he cried out, that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Yes, they told this man crying out for justice and healing. They told him to be quiet. Imagine the nerve of them trying to silence his voice as he was crying out for his liberation. And today, we live in a world where there are still people trying to silence the voice of those crying out for justice. And you may be saying, well, come on, Reverend Glover, what are you talking about? Well, let me help you. They try to silence the voice of those crying out for justice at the voting polls. They try to silence your voice by drawing up new redistricting maps. Then they try to silence your voice, the one that cries out for justice, by attempting to erase shameful parts of history by banning books, poetry, and limiting access to education, and dreadfully, sadfully, by meeting calls for justice with violence against sacred human lives. But here's the thing. Blind Bartimaeus was a bad dude. The more they tried to silence his voice, the more he shouted out. 
He turned it up. He was blind and poor, but he wasn't afraid. He raised his voice and shouted out, Son of David, have mercy on me. As they told him to be quiet, he kept shouting out. So we saw his condition. We saw his brave crying out. Then we get to see his being called to the very justice that he cried out for. All of this shouting got the attention of Jesus. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up, get on your feet, he's calling you. So here it is that we see the calling of blind Bartimaeus. The encounter that blind Bartimaeus hoped for was now a reality. He was being called upon by Jesus. And I, I love this part of the story because his response was indicative of an internal lifting, a celebratory moment. The Bible says, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and began to walk towards Jesus. So what do I love about that so much? I love the fact that he answered the call and was now marching towards the justice that he hoped for. He celebrated this moment. He threw off the coat that he wore every day. He threw off the clothes of a beggar that had shaped his identity for years in public. Blind Bartimaeus was called by Jesus. But as we around the country gather together to remember Juneteenth, to celebrate and commit ourselves, we find ourselves being called by the pursuit of justice. I can hear the voice of justice calling us today. The question is, will we answer the call? Will we jump to our feet and journey towards justice? As we celebrate Juneteenth, we are also invited to throw aside our fear, our hesitation, to, to throw aside our holding on to disordered attachments such as racist ideas and, and racist policies. We're called upon to throw aside our comfort and commit ourselves to organizing, strategizing, mobilizing, and marching onward for justice in the here and now, bringing change to our present and future. So today, as we celebrate Juneteenth, we invite you to a family reunion, a family reunion that is not only for the descendants of slaves, but for all those sacred lives who seek justice, liberation, and freedom for all. It is a celebration of a liberating historical event, but please understand this. Juneteenth can and should never be reduced to simply dancing in the streets and barbecues. Juneteenth celebrations must always afford the platform 
for discussion, discussion and planning for educational empowerment, economic empowerment, political empowerment, and spiritual freedom. Juneteenth cannot be fully celebrated without recognizing the power of faith, the power of prayer, and the power of God, who the slaves identified as the source of their freedom. Justice is calling us today, and we have decided that our voices will not be silenced. We will answer the call and continue to work toward God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you. Now you've been listening to Faith Talk, and I thank you for being part of our global listening community. Our global footprint is expanding every day. I want to encourage you to visit the website at www.reverendjstuartglover.com and you can contact me directly by email. You can leave a voicemail. You can join our mailing list and even register as a guest on the show. Thank you for listening and God bless you.